This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. It's always a treat when we have John Hoyer join us. John, of course, is the two-time defending uh, national champion in the National Walleye Tour. He is the current Angler of the Year and an overall three-time champion. Uh, so when we get that kind of uh, royalty on the show, we love it. John, welcome back. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Um, so uh, we are we are on the, the cusp of the Brainerd J.C.'s ice fishing extravaganza. I got to think an angler like you has probably experienced that at least once in his lifetime. Or have you uh, not done the, that one? I mean, I saw it on the I saw it in the National Geographic magazine way back in the day because my my dad subscribed to it. Other than that, I've driven by Gall Lake once while it was going on on my way to Leech Lake. So I've never fished it. Wow. Um, but obviously I'm well aware of that, you know, national pastime. Well, it is quite a it is quite a party. Uh, as you might imagine, knowing our ice fishing situation here in Minnesota, it isn't going to be the way it normally is, where they have everybody on Hole in the Day Bay, you know, 20,000 people. I don't know how many holes they drill. Uh, they have decided to go about 12 mile radius. They want people spread out fishing and using the Fish Donkey app this year. So that's really the only way you can do a tournament of this size with our ice conditions this year. Uh, yeah, I've fished enough early ice. And I mean, even being on the Lax last weekend, it, I mean, the amount of ice, you know, 14, 16 inches, and it's drilling like it's March, like honeycombed ice. And it made me honestly look back at the weather report and realize, like, how much rain they had actually gotten. And then it all kind of was clear, you know, I don't always say no ice is safe because I know how ice works and it's amazingly strong. Mm-hmm. But late ice is the only time I've fallen in, you know, walking <laughs> with a bucket and then all of a sudden two feet of ice that's honeycombed, you know, you just fall right in or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's different times right now, for sure. I know you just got back from a big ice fishing tournament, right? Or not tournament, but a big ice fishing trip. Uh, yeah, that was. It's, it's turned into an annual adventure with my friend Caden, where we kind of go tour the Dakotas and Minnesota. And yeah, I think we fished. We decided we fished thirteen days straight. Wow! What what kind of ice were you seeing throughout your trip? Uh, it started in Devil's Lake, and that was kind of the tail end of that um really cold snap so up there it was nice it was good hard ice um and that was uh, anywhere from 12 to even 18 inches of ice yeah depending on where you were because i mean they same as a lot of places they had a lot of open water you know nine days prior but if you don't have any snow on the ice and it's first ice and it's minus you know 30 wind chill which is Wind chill is the number that is uh, relevant to ice making. So, you know, I knew we were going to have at least 10 inches. And sure enough, I mean, I don't know if we drilled a hole in under under 10 inches of ice. So, um, yeah, it was nice up there. Yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been hit and miss here. You know, we've had a lot of bad adventures, but then we've had a real a solid stretch. And now that those temps are in the 40s again and now the ice is really really inconsistent you got to be willing to drill holes on a regular basis to see where you're at and that that's you just have to be willing to do that 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the tail end of our trip, we were on Mille Lacs, and we put in on the north end, and uh, my friends were in a side-by-side, big track, you know, king cab Polaris Ranger, and then Caden and I were on a snowmobile. So, I mean, a snowmobile is 100% safe, but uh, honestly, you know, underneath the a little bit of snow that they had, it's always a thing like early ice where, you know, any amount of insulation is going to be the thinnest ice. So it's the same thing like you're saying. I mean, drill anywhere that looks suspect and just kind of get a gauge throughout, you know, the morning especially and just kind of, you know, see, I want to drill a hole in what I know is going to be the thinnest ice, which is, you know, a 16-inch a tall snow drift. So, you know, Malax on the north end, um, we drilled as little as like eight inches underneath some snow drifts. And then the bare spots were, you know, 14, 15 inches of ice. And then the next day we fished out of Hunter's Point, And I think the least amount of ice I drilled through there was probably 15 inches. So, um, yeah, definitely a year where you can never be too cautious. And I will definitely not be driving my truck on any lakes this year, I don't think, unless we get two weeks of ridiculous cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, if you were at a tournament of this size and you were wanting to win this tournament and it's a multi-species tournament, what are you most likely to get the biggest of? What 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 seems to be the safest way to go to be in the running? I mean, the biggest fish in that lake, I would say, were definitely walleyes. I mean, Gull Lake has a lot of big walleyes in it, so... Um, but the reality of, of it is with the contest, I mean, the, the lottery system, I know what I'd be using. I'd be using something small enough that a perch would bite it if I marked that. Um, you know, now with that bigger search area, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, you know, good structure available. So with that, I mean, a crappie, um, a decent sized perch, obviously a flyer pike or whatever, but, um, I mean, it would be tough to not have on a, a standard, you know, eighth ounce spoon and a minnow head, uh, which I never use, but I'm never fishing for money when I'm ice fishing. And uh, to reiterate that, I was joking with a friend and he was trying to tell me uh, that he outfished me one day in the snow bear on Devil's Lake. And I said, hey man, um, I wasn't fishing a tournament, but if you'd like to have a tournament tomorrow, I will bet any amount of money you want, uh, you know, per fish or whatever format, and we can have a tournament if you want. But, you know, for myself, I find way more enjoyment out of, you know, using my new Berkeley power switch, <laughs> learning how to trigger walleyes with that, trying the new Berkeley finisher, um, you know, realizing the triggering characteristics of that. So it's like I don't need to catch that 18-inch walleye marked. I'll have a lot more fun if I can figure out how to trick it without any live bait on and, you know, see how good I can make them eat it. So that's kind of I know I fish too much and that people are probably rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> But when you travel that far to Devil's Lake, it's like you're going to get your limit of walleyes if you walleye fish all day in, you know, in the right areas, in shallow water or whatever. Um, it'll just be a matter of, like, how fast. So a spoon in a minnowhead, it has to be the best all-time way to catch a walleye through the ice. Okay. Well, I know that uh, we mentioned at the outset you are the defending champ. In fact, the two-time defending champ of the National Walleye Tour, three-time champion overall. This the Angler of the Year. Uh, has your world changed a lot with uh, these accolades? No, not at all. <laughs> well, that's a bummer, aren't they? Isn't it supposed to? 
<laughs> well, uh, kind of. I mean, I live in this kind of fantasy world where I'm living my dream, and I've had success on the National Wally Tour. And basically, like on the promotional side of things, you know, all those relationships that I've built in the last seven years, especially, um, you know, they're still there. And it's mm -hmm. fun talking to people, and they say, congratulations, man, what a season. And it kind of goes in one year out the other. I mean, it gives me goosebumps, and it's flattering. But, like, the reality of it is yeah, I fished the same way I did the year before. And um, I did make some harder decisions on keeping smaller fish to with that angler of the year in mind so but for it to happen i mean there's so much stuff left to chance in a fishing tournament it's hard for me to look at myself in the mirror and say like oh yeah you completely dominated this year you know so um as far as like life-changing things i still have those same conversations with sponsors you know the fishing industry as a whole saw a little downtick in in sales last year so um i've known these guys for so long when we're talking about contract negotiations and stuff, it's just like talking to a friend. It's like, I understand, you know, I'll joke with them. I'm like, oh, so that was bad timing to win AOI in the championship again. And we <laughs> kind of laugh and say like, well, yeah, but no. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, not a lot has changed, um, you know, other than the fact I got, you know, one more trophy or two more trophies I got to figure out where to put. Okay. Well, that's a nice problem to have, actually. <laughs> it is. They're really cool trophies. I'm awesome. proud of them. John Hoyer is my guest. We'll preview the upcoming National Walleye Tour season with John next. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander of North Country Guide Service. My back sure hurts from carrying Kev Jackson for all these years. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Hi, this is Scott Mockintoon. You're listening to Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country. Because if you were watching, your eyes would hurt. John Hoyer is my guest. He is the three-time champion and the two-time defending champion of the National Walleye Tour and the current Angler of the Year. And they're getting ready for the 2024 season. Well, listen, um, I, I'm curious, have you, I'm assuming you, you've started scouting already for next year's uh, uh, waters, right? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, the second that that schedule comes out, you know, I'll simplify it. The more Great Lakes tournaments there are, the happier I am. <laughs> um, or, you know, Missouri River reservoirs. And it, it just comes from the fact of that I've done well. The, the bigger the search area, the more variables there are, um, the bigger the challenge it is. So, you know, I don't get nervous at all in the Great Lakes or say Devil's Lake or Lake Oahe, or in this case, Sakakawea, um, I really enjoy it. And the reason is, is because I know I'm probably not going to catch a lot of fish in practice. And, but it's fine to go into the tournament knowing that, you know, especially on the Great Lakes, like you only need five bites. And, mm -hmm. you know, five of the key bites each day can win you the tournament. So I think it's kind of the musky fisherman in myself where, um, you know, where maybe some of my competition 
this might be their four or five weeks of the year that they walleye fish and they want to catch fish and rightfully so. But um, with the amount of fishing I do each year, I don't need to be reeling in a bunch of fish, especially in practice. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that search for the tournament winning fish is really what excites me and what drives me. And that's what I enjoy the most. So um, the Great Lakes, you're never going to have an amazing catch rate. You know, periodically you will, but the majority of the time it's going to be slow numbers wise. And I've just learned to embrace that. And that's kind of my favorite type of fishing. Um, So where are the tournaments this year? Uh, We start off on Lake Erie the second week of April. Perfect. So, well, not perfect. I mean, that's a trolling tournament. Um, There's about a 99.9% chance it's going to be one uh, trolling. And I've trolled out there a lot. So um, don't get me wrong. That's not how I've done well, you know, in tournaments of late. So um, I will be fiddling around and trying to figure out something casting. But if you've ever been on Lake Erie, it is a giant body of water and there's walleyes everywhere and it just doesn't mathematically line up, you know, to not be trolling. Um, you can get, you can get rich quick on Lake Erie. I mean, you can have five bites and have 40 pounds and it happens all the time that time of year. So, um, that one I'm excited about cause it will be, we will be catching a lot of fish in practice and there'll be big ones and it'll be fun. So, um, after that, we head to Red Wing, Minnesota, mm. and that's in May. So we haven't fished there for a while. Um, the last two times we tried to, the water levels were so high. It was in flood stage. We had to reschedule. So um, hoping that we get to fish there because we haven't in a while. But the reality of that is, you know, Red Wing is right in my back door for the majority of my life, you know, within an hour or so of my house. And But I just never really um, – found, you know, the time or the enjoyment to go down and fish pool three, four, and five, because I, I mean, I really like lakes. And at the time that that was happening, I'd probably be fishing late ice. And then after that, I'd probably be fishing, you know, for crappies instead of, you know, going down there and practicing walleye fishing. So um, definitely not a home field advantage for me at Red Wing at all. Okay. Um, and then our third tournament is in June. That's on Green Bay, which I obviously love. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a transitional time of year, and it's always been a conversation where, you know, a June tournament, there's going to be alewives going, an alewife spawn going on. And it can make the bite almost impossible. So um, the last time we were there, my travel partner actually won, Dwayne Jelm. So we're excited about that one. We figured some things out that year, and um, – you know, that'll be a fun one to see if, you know, the stuff that we had success doing the, the two years ago, if um, if that's going to be in play. And then the fourth one's probably the number one tournament I'm looking forward to. That's on Lake Sakakawea. Um, there is crazy numbers of big walleyes in there right now. And uh, I've never fished that lake with the new forward-facing sonar technology. So, uh, I'm assuming it'll be the same effect that it was for me on Devil's Lake, where you know, I had an idea of how many de- walleyes were in Devil's Lake, but when I got to go look around with my uh, Lorance Active Target, there was literally like, I don't know what the number would be, 50, 50 times more walleyes than I thought, wow. 100 times more walleyes. I mean, they're literally four pounders, five pounders. They're literally a dime a dozen <laughs> in Devil's Lake. 
And then, uh, that's crazy. you know, the tournament results from the whole field reflected that. So that's what Sakakawea is going to represent um, in August. So, I mean, that's going to be an amazing tournament. And then our championship is back to the Great Lakes on Lake Huron. Um, we're going to be launching north of Saginaw Bay. So kind of halfway between Saginaw Bay and Thunder Bay. And, uh, I mean, as far as the championship, I don't think we sh- need to be fishing on that big of a body of water with only 40 boats, but um, it's the Great Lakes, and, you know, that, that'll be a very exciting tournament to see who figures that one out. Okay, wow, that's, that's, some, that's some interesting water, and, of course, uh, some, uh, you know, are going to be a lot of fun water. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of adventure. Yeah. You do, do you ever do any of the muskie tournaments anymore, or are you done with that? Um, man, I definitely did not fish one last year, and I'm not sure if I fished one the year before. So it's been a uh, while. I was just talking to a friend, Mike Keys, who um, does Keys Outdoors, and we were kind of catching up, and it was fun to reminisce about the muskie industry. But okay, um, so I know you love your hunting trips too. Have you? Did you have any epic hunting trips this past year or this past fall? Um, I can't remember the last time we talked. I think I told you about missing an elk, didn't I? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I hit that elk, and I thought it was perfect. But um, my hunting season ended shooting two does in January here in Iowa. And right before that, maybe three days prior, I missed um, my target buck. I actually shot underneath it when my the cams of my bow slammed into the ground blind I was hunting out of in this cut cornfield. So, um it was kind of bittersweet because I really, really took my time and the arrow went off just perfect in my mind. And all of a sudden I was, you know, all of a sudden I was greeted by this huge slapping noise. I'm like, well, what just happened? I watched my arrow just duck right underneath its chest. Like it basically just caught fur on the thing. And it was a giant, like seven-year-old buck, um, you know, might've been 145, 150 inch rack on the thing. So, um, but Luckily, I was able to absorb that um, negative feeling and realize that, you know, no, I know what it feels like when an arrow goes off perfect. That was heavenly release. And obviously, a lot of that um, momentum or whatever was lost when my my bow basically stopped on the ground blind. So, mm. so I'm hungry for it next year. I can't <laughs> wait. Do you, uh, do, you do, do you do turkey hunting? Uh, I turkey hunted like five days last spring and never shot one. They were just smart and paired up with hens. And um, my friends who told me I'm going to love it, they were right. I mean, I I did learn right away that that is a sleep-deprived sport. you got to be up very early. And then, like, you're walking in in the dark, and then you hear the woods kind of come to life, and then the toms are up in the trees, and they start talking, and then all of a sudden you hear them fly down and – you know, then it's the anticipation of, are they going to come to your call? And, um, yeah, I kind of like the agony of the fact I didn't shoot one because we went out in Iowa where I didn't have a tag afterwards, and I watched, like, a six-year-old shoot one at 15 yards. And uh, it was like, well, that's how it's supposed to go down. Apparently the ones we were hunting were way smarter than that, I, I hope. But, um, no, I look for, I'm looking forward to shooting my first turkey this year, too. Okay, wow. Uh, turkey hunting has certainly taken off up here. They, the populations have grown, you know, 
exponentially up here. Uh, they didn't used to be here at all, and, and people absolutely love it. It is it is definitely something people enjoy. And I think part of it is, well, this winter is practically spring, but uh, in most winters, you know, it's that first thing you can do outside. Yeah, at one of our favorite times of year, the spring. Yeah, so it it just, it it you know, it checks all the boxes. For sure. Yeah. And morel mushrooms and maybe some crappie fillets. I mean, I've eaten wild turkey. I like it. And uh, that would be kind of my perfect spring meal if I think about it. Boy. Maybe some ramps on a salad. Ooh, wow. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, so what do you got between now and the start of the uh, National Walleye Tour? Um, let me pull up my cat calendar here, Kevin. Okay. So um, February 12th, I have a fishing adventure booked with my friend Jay Siemens, who um, I'm sure some of your listeners have heard of. He's a awesome Christian friend from Canada who is an amazing editor, producer, filming guy who has his own YouTube channel. And uh, we met up on Devil's Lake last year and fished and filmed for a few days, and it was just kind of fun to see him working. He's really dialed in at his craft, and, uh, you know, I've known him for a long time and love seeing him succeed, you know, in that YouTube space, and it's rightfully so because he's such an awesome Christian friend. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to go adventure in Ontario and uh, try to catch some lake trout and walleye. So that's like a six-day deal. And then uh, we have our annual Berkeley Walleye Summit, which is where um, a lot of the planning and um, ideation happens of, like, new baits and trends in the walleye market. So it's an exciting meeting where um, we all get together in Spirit Lake, Iowa, and we get to talk about all the top secret stuff coming out. (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of cool uh, inventions and ideas come from that meeting. So that's end of February. Uh, and then I have a nine-day trip to Venice, Louisiana planned in March where I'm going to try to go do um, – I'm going to go try to do a do-it-yourself tuna adventure with a couple friends and uh, probably throw in some redfish if it's too windy or whatever. But I've been fishing out of Venice, Louisiana the last two years, and it's literally like the sport fishing capital of the world. I mean, they have a sign that says it, but – they mean it there. I mean, that place is unbelievable if you like reeling in fish and eating fish and all that fun saltwater stuff. So, um, yeah, that's middle of March. And then I'm sure I probably overscheduled a little bit this winter, and I'll be in a hurry to get ready for the first tournament. <laughs> all right. Oh, it's always fun to live vicariously through John Hoyer. That's a fact. <laughs> well, John, as always, before we wrap it up, we got to throw a fast five your way. Oh, boy. Here we go. John Hoyer, Fast Five. What's up? Fast Five. Question number one. It's the Backyard Barbecue. You've got a brat in your hand. What is going on, John Hoyer's brat? Uh, Ideally, Golden's brown mustard, spicy brown mustard, and ketchup. I know that's sinful in some um, parts of the world. but Not, Not my part of the world. Yeah, right. And then, honestly, I would take onions over sauerkraut. Just some nice raw onions. All right. That sounds good to me. I'll take that. I know you love them both. Here's question number two. I know you love them both. I'm interested to hear the answer to this one. Fishing or hunting, if you have to choose one? Oh, man. I got to go with fishing. I've done it way more. Um, 
Hunting is really getting close, though. And <laughs> but I, yeah, I can't not answer fishing for that. Okay. Well, you know, they there's not too many hunting tournaments, and I know you've got that competitive drive in you. <laughs> You're right, I do. That's an extra uh, fun part of fishing for me, for sure. <laughs> Question number three: Baseball or football? Ooh. Um, can I go with playoff baseball over regular season football? If you want, that's fine. Okay, that that would be like that would be the answer because that's all I watch in baseball anymore, just because of uh, my fishing career. But mm-hmm. I love playoff baseball. I played baseball, you know, all through high school and everything, and um, it was kind of my favorite sport for a long time. Um, but man, these playoff football games are pretty amazing nowadays. Oh. Yeah, it's it's oh there always there's been some epic ones that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Question number four. The doc says you need to get out and get a little more exercise because you've been sitting in the boat too long. Are you going jogging or are you biking? Um, man, I don't own a bike. <laughs> and last time I jogged, I realized my one of my knees was really getting inflamed. I was just trying to get in shape for elk season, so. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with walking and just exponential distance, like whatever. I don't care if I'm walking up and down hills. Um, and the beauty of it is I'll probably be shed hunting this, this spring when I'm walking around. So I can do anything. I can, if I, I can carry an auger, a flasher and two, three fishing rods. I think I walked five miles on the last the other day. So yeah, it's, it's so hard for me to want to, like, I'm going to work out, I'm going to go jogging. But I could walk and do stuff or chase a dog for 10 miles. But if I, like, literally put shoes on and say, I'm going to go jogging, I, I just can't do that. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mental game. Yeah. All right. Finally, question number five. You need to get pumped up. You're cranking up the music. Is it ACDC or Alabama, rock or country? Oh, uh definitely not rock i i never really liked rock music um i've I've started to like country music a lot more so um but i didn't like rock music because when i was a carpenter everyone would just blare that stuff (laughs) and it like and then there'd be like confrontations and people would be kind of cranky because they're doing construction and it was like well what do you think's gonna happen when we're blaring 93x all morning i mean this is kind of like mean bad banding stuff so i would have to take country over that all right that is john hoyer always great to have him on the show anything else john before we wrap it up today uh i can't think of too much but i do look forward to the next time we catch up (laughs) well we'll be sure to do that uh very very soon john hoyer thanks for being here today thanks kevin